A five, six, seven, eight. Am I an There you go. And you thought you were just listening to a podcast. You're nope. listening to a full performance. Musical. Musical. <laughs> Let's a change mu- it. A, a mu- oh. There it is for Claudia. Honestly, every time you do it, I get a little bit like, is that weird? Tingly? Do you think it tur- it's like a turn on? Nah. Should I do it in the... Nah. Right. It's not a turn on, but I do love it. It does make me melt. Great. Um, there's a character on the Netflix show Big Mouth, mm-hmm. the cartoon, uh, played, and she's one of the hormone monsters, and she's oh. played by Maya Rudolph, oh. and she does this, and it's like, it's oh. so delicious. I and love I, her so much. Yes, and a huge compliment is that Nick told me that that character reminded me of me, and I think a lot of it has to do with the oh. <laughs> But she does it, and it's like, oh, it's so good. I mean, it is, it's been done before, you yeah. know, but it's it's a really, it's a, it's a I nice. I love Maya I do too. She does a great job. It's just a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, you can't. I can't. Do now it now I'm forcing not. it. Yeah, that was too much. No, no, no. It's good. Okay. Um, how you doing? Hi. Good. How are you? I'm. I'm. I'm hungover. To be real. Oh. Oh, Rosie. What are you hungover oh, from? Mm, I don't know. Uh, Jackie, you hosted a Halloween party. Okay. Last night. It was a rager. Honestly, <laughs> Honestly I, I thought four people were going to come, and actually, there was a nice, solid amount of people. I mean, at least five there were at least five no there there were like 30 40 i mean turns out we have kind of friends (laughs) jackie's costume (laughs) (laughs) okay you know i thought it was i thought it was revolutionary honestly like in the shower it was like a little light bulb and it was like bing oh my god obviously this is what i'm gonna be and then she checked in with me and i was like laughing out loud at work and it's but i think it was just a dad joke it didn't go over as well (laughs) as i thought but i think some people really enjoyed it basically nick my fiance and i already had a king and queen costume that we bought a couple years ago because we had a gift certificate we got a gift certificate to a halloween store long it doesn't really matter long story short we were like well why don't we just whip out the old costumes king and queen because they're beautiful costumes and but i said I want to put a twist on it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't want to be a boring king and queen. What could I be? I could be the queen of hearts mm. or the queen of like a something or the queen of farts, farts, which rolls off the tongue, the queen of farts. And I said, how am I going to do that? So I got like emoji, like poop emoji things and like the fart, the wind emoji. And I tried to like, put, like put those on my outfit and then I got a fart machine and it was like several. I wish we could play it. I don't know where it is right now. Oh, there's one. You could get it. I'll just get it really quick. It's worth it, you guys. Um, Um, But yeah, and so we we were the king and queen of farts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a long run. There's another... But the worst part is like the the music was so loud it was that such a rager that it was can, such a rager you couldn't hear it all out of all the people laughing and celebrating yeah um, Halloween but uh, you couldn't really hear the farts so then it just sounded like because I kept trying to be like no it's like people were guessing they're like the queen of emojis the queen of and I was like listen and then I <laughs> but see how it sounds so crystal clear here it didn't you could barely hear it so they'd go what I don't hear anything and they just didn't know and then I had to say I'm the queen of farts and then yeah. there's just dead silence <laughs> yeah or like oh or a pity laugh like yeah. someone was like oh, oh good. <laughs> that's good. clever <laughs> like and here I am thinking that you had the best idea in the world I should have done but... queen of sharts maybe no because I had the poop I don't know kind of sounds like a monster i wonder how it sounds on the podcast yeah. um anyway i was a thank you for asking oh I <laughs> what were you <laughs> um i i was the morning after and i had a, a condom pinned to my hair and i was a and i'm one shoe on and like 
mascara tears. It was, it, it was a hit. hit. It was a hit. It was a hit. She was um, good. But yeah, we're a little hungover today, but it was worth it because it was super fun. Um, yeah. We're really excited about this. Yes, about this episode. Oh, my goodness. Our guest is amazing. Amy Gerlich, mm-hmm. uh, an improv icon. She really, I, honestly, I was telling Jackie this earlier when I first met Amy and she was my coach, my improv coach. And then like when we became friends, I was like, oh my God, Amy girl like wants to be my friend. Cause she's like very cool. And like yeah. a huge, like, Hey, when she was talking about Amy Poehler and, uh, and she was just calling her Amy. Yeah. And they're I on a like, team together or something. Yeah. They did shows like, together. All right. Anyway. Um, this, this girl has got the goods. Um, so she, yeah. So we just talk about New York cause we all lived there. She lived there for longer, but we all lived there and then we all moved to LA. So am I an asshole for leaving New York? Mm-hmm. Because you know, you feel kind of guilty about it and d- is it cause you didn't work hard enough or is it cause you just wanted the sunshine or I don't know. I feel kind of yeah. like a dick about it. We feel like dicks. So let's get into it. it. So today's topic, um, we have, am I an asshole for leaving New York City? Yeah, we're going to, and we're going to talk to Amy Gerlich, but mm. before we do, mm-hmm. we have a little special shout out. Shout out. out plural. We have shout outs. Mm. Um, so first of all, we'd like to thank Trevor Sykes for listening. Oh, My Sykes. neighbor and now dear friend, Trevor oh. Sykes, you're the best. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. And then we have Christine Acosta. Mm. who also devoted listener oh. and just gave us great feedback and what a sweetheart. So hi, mm. I worked with hi. her uh, previously and now we're just friends. Isn't that nice? Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, just like, subscribe, give us five stars, uh, tell your friends um, if you enjoy, you know, what you're listening to. Yeah. Like um, us on, on iTunes, find us and do that. Cause that's really helpful. And also our Instagram, mm-hmm. am I an asshole podcast? Yeah. Thank you guys. Cool. Okay. Now it's time for Amy Garland. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Wow. I don't know what you guys are happened there. Yeah, I was just, just going to say, it was, that was a, like, I've never heard you do that before. Also, I just want to say, Jackie, missed opportunity for you to, uh, we said uh, shout outs. And when you said, thank you. There it is. Yeah, it just haven't, hasn't shout happened out. in a while. Yeah. And um, Claudia. Oh, God. Yeah, hey, Claudia. One more time. We love you. One more Claudia. time. <laughs> um anyway um hi amy hi yay oh god hey we girl have, um, how are you a oh very, good very good. special guest dear to my heart amy garlic she was my improv coach in new york city yeah. that's awesome Ugh. i didn't okay i think you told me that but i yeah, forgot of course i did all right so that's how you guys know each other mm-hmm. okay and cool. amy you were in new york for like a million years how long were you 20 in years holy what? shit <laughs> wow yeah and then you just moved to LA, like uh, it'll be a year in two days. Okay, wow. yeah. So you're, we're and we're all like pretty recent. Jackie and I have been here for almost almost two years. Yeah, year and a half. Wow, yeah. that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I feel like I just moved. Yeah. Um. So wow, twenty years in New York. Yeah. And what? Okay. So what? What made you leave? And why do you feel like an asshole about it? Uh, well, I mean, I started getting really anxious the yeah. last couple of years I was there. Yeah. I was like retreating into my apartment a lot, not going out, yep. only going out for work and shows. Mm-hmm. And um, I was getting really claustrophobic. I could feel the amount of people like from the time I had moved there till then mm-hmm. had grown. Yeah. Pro- and I think it ha- it was like... 
it grew by like four million people or something. And wow. I just could feel that, you know, that energy. Yeah. Um, and like I'm I kind of have like intuition. So I also I would get very bogged down going outside in New York because I would just feel people's like emotions and other things yeah. like very rawly and like on the subway it was always really tough yeah and I mean you know this like every Sunday I would just cry yeah. on the subway <laughs> it's and a great place to, to cry mm-hmm. yeah yeah I used to cry on my commute yeah and I didn't know why <laughs> yeah right you were just like oh I'm just so huh. yeah oh my god when I realized that like I, I had to leave was I was like in the subway um from coming just like I don't know in Brooklyn going from one place to another and I it got stuck and it wasn't like you know going as fast as I needed it to and it was like just me and one other guy in the in the car and I remember I like had this like very like visceral like physical reaction to how frustrated I was and he looked at me like I was a crazy person I was like yeah. you're right you're right <laughs> no, I'm psycho that's yeah. what would happen like, is I realized I morphed into the crazies like you yeah. I was one of them <laughs> yeah when I was so frustrated and it's funny that you it, it took you 20 years to feel that or however many years to feel that way but you saying that four million pe- like more the population got like so much it increased so much makes sense yeah because like it only t- I mean I was only there for like five years and by the, the last like year I was ready to pop I was just like get me the fuck out of here because here's the thing about new york and just to set up like you know we're all we all left new york and yeah. that's like what we have in common and like i feel like in movies and you know <laughs> tv shows like friends you know they make it look like they romance the city Ugh, they so make romantic. it look so cool yeah, and yeah. hip even girls that shows like kind of the the grittier in quotes, parts of New York, right? Even Broad City. Broad City it still makes it look cool and hip. And and it is, right? And like in TV, sh- or in movies, right? like romantic comedies, right? It's a character in the thing. Mm, right. and like, you know, Annie Hall and When Harry Met Sally, they're walking through the park. But, you know, they, you don't show the homeless person taking a shit on right. a bench <laughs> and stuff, you know, all the yeah. real things. So right. that's kind of what we're talking about. Just for people that haven't lived in New York that are listening. Yeah. Like just trying to paint you a picture of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they don't have a smell of vision, so you don't know how nasty it smells right. or how hot it is or how fucking cold it is. Like, I yes. remember crying on the way. <laughs> so many tears. Wow. So many. Me but too. Like, I didn't think I was a person that would be like walking and crying, um, but it was like so cold on my face that I was just like, and, and I would always need a minute when I got home. Yeah. My roommates would always be like, you good? And I'm like, no, I need a, I need a minute because <laughs> I'm a, like upset. Yeah. Just because of coldness. It's a grind. I mean, coldness, hotness, everything. You yeah. feel everything. So you're always outside. You're always walking around. You always have shit with you, like bags, yeah. so many bags, because <laughs> you don't have a goddamn car to put it in. Right. I always said to people, the best time to cry in New York is when it's raining, because no one can tell you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's beautiful. Oh. And <laughs> so dark. So dark. Well, yeah. And like, I feel like an asshole for leaving because it, to me, it represents like quitting. Uh-huh. I think. That's why I okay. feel like an asshole for leaving because I feel like I, you know, I gave up because it got too hard. And I feel like, you know, it seems like the people who stick it out, or you always hear like, you know, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Right. And so it's like the people that stick it out, you know, you're like, you trudge through and that's where the benefits come from. But I'm like, you have to remember- like, yeah. All those people still not doing anything there. Yeah, though, exactly. Know? Like yeah. they're still just kind of rotting away. I mean, there are a few people that make it, but right. make it, whatever that means to them. But right. there's plenty of people that are still trudging the streets crying. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I feel like I, like eight years in, I was like, felt good about everything. Okay. I mean, more like, like four years, four to eight. 
felt great. I felt like I was doing what I wanted. And then for some reason, I just, I kept hitting that wall. Yeah. Like I kept hitting that UCB wall thinking like, oh, well, everything was fine a couple of years ago. It'll be fine again. But I didn't realize how much time I had wasted. Yeah. Just striving for something that wasn't going to happen because it was, there was such a small click, such a small click of people that controlled everything. And it Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with my talent because I would go to, you know, some other state and teach 28 people because they would sign up for my random workshop. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, so how am I doing so well everywhere else but here? Right, right. And it was because I was like putting myself in this tiny little box of like I had to accomplish just cert- certain little things. And it was like, it was dumb. It was just like I should have left years ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. That's- and so, okay, so you're, and you're, in, I mean, just to tell the listeners too, you're yeah. an improviser. Yeah. You, uh, did you come up through UCB? Like, is that where you were her teacher? No. Oh, okay. So I um, helped create this thing called Supernova. And okay. it was just a, basically it was just like an, an opportunity for people new to the city and also who weren't on teams or not associated with the theater to be put together on a team, rehearse a bunch, and then do shows. So Rosie, um, when she first moved to New York, she applied for Supernova, or not right away, right? It was right, like, like a year yeah. or something. Yeah. And um, uh, so, and I saw her experience and I was like, oh, she'd probably be great. So we put her on a team and I lucked out by getting to coach her team, um, (laughs) which was, which was great because remember, um, it was like a couple of rehearsals in and then we, it was fucking cold. We were down in union square and we stopped outside of that Starbucks. Remember? And you were just like, you were like, I don't know if this is the right city for me. Yeah. And she was kind of freaking out about it. And I was like, I was like, you definitely have to give it some time. And she's like, I feel like I've given it time. It's, you know, it's been a year and I'm like, Oh yeah, baby doll, you gotta, (laughs) you gotta wait another year, you know? And she was just like, no, no, no. You know, I want it now, now, now. (laughs) And I'm like, you've got the talent, you know? I'm like, you just have to be patient with this city. And that's like, like, yeah, telling someone to be patient in New York is like, it's like, it, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. weird. Well, the thing I have to say too, the thing that I realized is also how financially, how expensive the city oh. is and how when you're trying to be a performer, it's, um, it's almost not feasible. A lot of people that I know that made it to a point of success they came from money or their family or family money. And I'm not, that sounds like a shitty blanket statement. And I don't mean that. And there are plenty of hardworking people that came from nothing and fucking did it themselves. And that's awesome. But I do know of people that were lucky enough to have their parents pay for their rent, which is thousands of dollars a year. Mm -hmm. And then that enabled them to only focus on comedy and take classes. I mean, classes that are $400, $500 a pop and like things like that. Meanwhile, a lot of us are working one job if we're lucky, two jobs, three jobs to support and then going out and doing it. So I just like that was something... The reason I bring that up is because of the sense of failure, right? But I just yeah. how easy how much easier is it to succeed with with loaded pockets of kind of cash? Yeah, and can't if do it, anything. Like, you, if no. you don't have money. Either. If you don't have money, you yeah. can't. And that's why I just I don't know that. But that I part will, always frustrated. I me. will say like the thing about New York in defense, like I feel like I am broke here right now, but I feel much more of a failure being broke here than I did in New York because everybody is broke or like I was a bartender and I worked with people who are all like of all ages and you don't feel like that's a failure job. You feel like we're all like 
doing this like I don't know we're like, all in the grind yeah together. we're all in the grind together but I feel like because in LA like you you're allowed to live a more comfortable life so like if you don't I don't know I feel like more people like have more like success here I don't know what I'm saying oh I see what you're I, saying yeah, yeah like, they, they make more money the people that I know that performed in New York versus in LA may they make more money performing out here mm-hmm. yeah I think because there's more TV and film and like commercials yeah yeah and also Maybe I think I'm wrong but people nah, have like right. real person jobs here Whereas yeah. in New York, I think I had a lot more friends who were in like service industry. I don't gotcha. You know I mean, maybe that's I just, feel the opposite. Really? Yeah, I feel like in New York there was more people that had nine to fives and then would go do improv, and oh. then here it's more people who are like they do some voiceover here and there. It's a right. lot more freelance people here. Yeah. Like, um, but don't you feel like you can do more here? I do. Like what? Me too. Like, like just performance stuff. wise or just stuff? No, like Zach and I actually go out on dates here. Yeah. Cute. Like, and hikes. Yeah. And like yeah. walks. And go to the beach. Yeah. yeah. And like can afford to go out to a restaurant. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just feel like we, our lives are better being here for like just that alone. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, that was my thing. In New York, it felt like I didn't have a very well-rounded life. It was all work. It was mm-hmm. all like, see, it was either making money or performing, but it was still all work to get something. And where there's a hustle there and there is some, you do get energy from that. Yeah. I fi- find that I'm able to do kind of more things here, a little bit more well-rounded. And then I can like on Saturday go for a hike, which is free. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I I love that, but I also feel like, um, yeah, I I just like push myself harder in New York, and like, yeah, because it's so comfortable to live here. I'm like thinking more about my like life, life, which is great. Your well being, yeah, yeah, my <laughs> yeah, my health. Um, but like, but I think when I was in New York, I was like laser focused on my career like my comedy career and here I've like put it to the side and I'm like let's focus on my life life which is great but then I'm like I don't have that drive that I did in New York and possibly because like the energy there was just like and it was it's very like do or die like because and I think that that helped propel like I don't know. Mm, that anxiety. It made but me yeah. so stressed out. Me too. All the time. I had so much anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, 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 what I thought was interesting last time I visited New York, I realized that I didn't want to be there, which felt great because I, because I, when I left, I was like, what the fuck did I do? I left like a great partner. I left like, you know, I was working and then I, and then I gave up because it got too hard, which I think, you know, yeah, is better for my well being. But it was, it was interesting talking to the Lyft driver because it's like a lot of New Yorkers constantly have to tell you why it's okay to live there like I feel like people are always like <laughs> convincing themselves <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but but then I'm like well I don't think it's great but maybe you actually do think it's great I, there are parts about it that are awesome like right if you want to I miss this I do miss the spontaneity like I mm. miss being able to like get a drink after work and then you just somehow end up in a gay karaoke bar till three in the morning sure. you know like yeah. and then you can do that because you can just wander around you can be a functioning alcoholic there yeah right and mm-hmm. um and you know take the train and end up somewhere else and and just be having a great time I mean there there are great parts about the city right I mean what like what what are the things you miss about New York, maybe? Hmm. <laughs> I miss, you know what I miss? I miss my routine of picking up my groceries. So, okay. like, I would take the train when I lived up uh, off St. Nicholas. Uh, Where were you? Where is that? I was Island? on 131st and St. Nicholas. You okay. know the park, St. Nicholas Park? E, kind of. So, it's kind of by the college that's up there. Okay. City College. So, there was, like, a park in front of my house oh, instead of nice. buildings, which was great. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And I had a duplex and my own yard. 
which was insane. But I only lived there for a year because I got bought out of my shitty, shitty apartment that I lived in for 18 years. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh, wow. So I, yeah, I made some money right before I left, but so I would take the train down to 59th and I get off at Columbus. That's pretty around there. Right. And then I would go to the Whole Foods there, Yep. Mm. grab a few things, get back, um, either get back on the train or walk all the way up. And then I would hit like three other little grocery markets that I like to get like my bread. And then I would get like my meats here. And then I would get, you know, like uh, a, cu- a couple cupcakes here. And like, that's so, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. And then I get home and I just have like all, it just felt like, oh, I have all these like New York. That's what I would treat myself to in New York was food. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Um, but that I miss a lot. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Wow, you're just talking about it. It was nice and relaxing. I know, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you yeah. have to find ways to, like, relax there. I you mean, You have to. Yeah. If you can. My, my, I had a hard time finding a place to relax there, and I think it was because it was such a concrete jungle for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Like, I really missed... I also want to go into, like, where we grew up, because I think that has to do a little bit yeah. with New York, but, like, I, I grew up, unfortunately, in Florida. <laughs> but my family's from <laughs> up north. I Gosh, always, always preface that. Well, just the mindset down there. Um, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I, I was outside all the time as a kid, like the beach and outside playing and playing soccer and then the right. yard and blah, blah, blah. So I, I just really missed out. Like, I felt like I had to be indoors a lot in New York. And uh, if I was out, if I were outdoors, I didn't want to be. It wasn't by choice. It was like cause I had to get from A to B. And oh, then there York, were just yeah. buildings everywhere and people everywhere. And right. I felt suffocated. I like... I mean, in the end, of course, I left because I had like a panic attack. But um, but mm. in the beginning, when I first moved to New York, I like I felt like I had a lot of m- moments where I was like, oh, my God, I love New York. Like, I'm in love with New York. Yeah. Like, New York is yeah. my I'm romancing New York. Like, I remember walking past a um, I think it was like a fruit delivery truck and it said like Manhattan fruits. And I was like. I'm in New York City. Like, I feel like I wanted to, like, throw my hat and catch <laughs> yeah. it like Mary Tyler Moore because I was, like, it just, every now and then I would, like, stop and calm down and be, like, you're in fucking New York City. Like, really? Yeah. Like, holy shit. That's that's awesome. Like, this is a place that seems fake because you've seen it in movies forever. Like, to yeah. appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. that. It made me feel grown up. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I moved there when I was 21. Yeah. So wow. I was just like, oh, this is like, because I grew up in New Hampshire. Okay. New, yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. And I was outside all the time. And I was always by water. I always lived by water. So uh, to me, in my mind, New York was still like surrounded by water. And I was just like, <laughs> I'll be fine, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I never felt like I was by water. When, the only time I felt like I was by water was if I would randomly go to Brooklyn and be on someone's rooftop. I'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Water. Or on the west Summer. side. I walked or I worked on the west, west side. Me too. Where'd you work? Uh, the 601 building um, at uh, in Chelsea. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Big Starlay building on yeah. the water there. Where were you? I worked at PS87, so I was on the upper west side. Okay, yeah. So like okay. 78th Street, so I was always 78th Amsterdam, which I yeah. that was like my favorite area of yeah. New York. And I, it's no one's favorite area. I feel <laughs> I like sad. I don't. I wasn't there much, but yeah. I also didn't live around there. So wait, no. Why isn't no one's favorite area? Well, I mean, because it's like very richy and very Seinfeldy. Like, right. I mean, for me, that was the iconic New York. Yeah, was the Upper West Side. Mm-hmm. Um, like I hated 
downtown like downtown seemed dirty to me mm-hmm. like it didn't yeah i got it that was it was hip but it just felt like it was just hip for hip sake yeah sure. so i was like i wouldn't want to pay you know thousands of dollars to live in a tiny little place down here just to say i live down in like the west village or yeah, yeah east i village. think that yeah. was a big part of it and i think i just even said that like about living in New York was to be like I live in New York like I remember I had, when I, my address was Astoria I was pissed because I was like ah it's like not I want to like I, and I don't think I think I had a New York address like New York New York for like a month you <laughs> yeah. had a New York New York right for my whole life yeah I lived yeah. in Manhattan my whole life yeah, yeah. Oh, my okay. whole life 20 years <laughs> well <laughs> it's a lot felt like a lifetime. yeah no well it's a lot so yeah. but you moved you moved when you were 21 I moved when I was 21 I feel like when you move when you're young in your 20s too that makes a big difference like you have the energy to like oh yeah bounce oh, yeah. around yeah and like go from here to there and it it can be really invigorating I remember the first year there I like told my family when I came back for the holidays I was like I can't imagine being anywhere else right now and like I would you know I did feel like I was like accomplishing things I was trying for my dreams which is like you you can't say that about everyone you know from your hometowns or I don't know how you know like a lot of them just stay there which is fine too but like we Anyone that was, I think that was the thing, anyone that was in New York from another place, they all came there for a reason. Yeah. And if it, it might have been artistic, it might be work-related, but it was kind of cool that you're all here to, I don't know, I guess, for the hustle. I feel like you have to be a certain maniac to, like, fucking move there. Yeah. You know? I, but I also feel like you are, it really, I mean, uh, you know, puts hair on your chest. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I like it toughens you up. Yeah. yeah, it toughens you up. Yeah. Like, I feel like in, uh, when I was a bartender too, like some shit goes down and like you have to deal with it. And like, I feel like I really, I went there when I was 27 and, but I feel like I really grew up and like got more confident um, just yeah. from having to deal with people or even just like having to deal with someone who's like talking shit to you like yeah. in the subway. I like, I would have never talked shit back to someone. I remember like, it was like, I think a week before I left and this like one bitch was like yelling at me for no reason. She was probably like, I don't know, on math or something. And I like got back in her face and I was like, no, we're going to like, we're going to fight and I don't give a fuck. And I was like, yay, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> like Rosie, like, cause normally I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Oh my God, I'm so scary. But I was like about to like throw down that's yeah. so great did i tell you all the stuff that happened to me you'll love this all the stuff that happened to me the last like two weeks i lived there oh get in <laughs> no in. please get into it so we all have like irrational but probably rational fears about new york mm-hmm. right uh-huh. So all of mine came true. The last <laughs> oh two my weeks. god, that's amazing! <laughs> so um, a rat fell on my head. No. <laughs> yeah, oh, Jackie almost spit out her. <laughs> yeah. That's so disgusting. Oh, it was, it was the worst. Like so. Oh, oh my god, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so my duplex that I lived in. Did you ever go there? No, the cool one. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, sometimes, like, I had a like lawn chair I would sit in, but sometimes I would sit on the stoop that was just like this little step. And there was like a ledge over it. So I heard like scuttling. But we had had like a mouse, rat, whatever in our walls. Yeah, we had one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We named it. (laughs) Yeah, so I heard this scuttling and all of a sudden I just felt something hit my head, hit my shoulder, roll on its back and then roll and run through the lawn. And I was like... I have to set my whole body on fire. <laughs> it's all I, I. I was like in shock and like I couldn't move and I was just like I can't. I can't believe that's ah. Uh, uh, and then my, and I cut my hair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, oh my God. like my hair used to be down to yeah. here and I like chopped it because I couldn't even deal with the fact that there was like no. a rat touched my head. No, you can't. Um, <laughs> Amy, that is so fucking disgusting then i was on a subway platform and um something dripped into my mouth oh god from the roof (laughs) 
uh, of the platform. So uh. not even on a train. Like the like those gross, Ew. moldy, decayed. That's pipes disgusting. Above you. That's happened. It's hit my face. I don't so know in my sorry. mouth. That's Ooh. disgusting. Yeah, and um, uh, a guy. I was coming home late from Indie Cage match, and yeah. I was just like on the train, and there was a guy that was like. He was like an inch away from me and I wasn't noticing. And then all of a sudden, like he was just like wiggling too much. And I just turn and look and he's got his dick fully out. Oh, oh ice coffee in front of it. And he's just whacking it. And he's just looking directly Wait. across to this Asian guy. So it wasn't like to me at me, but it was he was oh. an inch away from me. <laughs> oh! so his penis was way too close to you. Yeah, Wait, and it was and out. fully out. He was drinking iced coffee. <laughs> well, his, it like, was, matched his penis color, so he like kind of had that in front of it. What? Ew. You know what Flesh I'm colored? Wait, Gross. Was he, was, he like, <laughs> was he like homeless or like kind of normal? He had a construction thing on. Whoa. Like he works for the public. Like, That's it. I'm telling there's so many fucking nuts there. And and you yeah. had, uh, no pun intended, pun intended. Nuts. I see nuts on a train. I see nuts on on balls. I went into I went into the subway car, and it was one of those things where I glanced and I saw a pair of nuts out of (laughs) of of, a a pair of pants. A guy was laying down and his nuts were out, not penis, just his balls. And so I looked and I kind of did like the second glance, and everyone kind of and I realized no one was near him. And then you know you have that realization. Oh my god, his balls are out, and we all kind of looked at each other like Jesus. But what creeps me out is like he didn't look that scary. Like some of the homeless people, you know to stay away from them because they're literally shitting themselves or like they're pissing themselves or screaming or screaming. Oh, did you ever? Okay, if you were on the west side, did you ever deal with the guy that would yell in the sub? Um, he would scream at everyone, but especially women, and he'd be like, "Fuck you, you bitch!" <laughs> and you like, "Fuck you!" And then if anyone would laugh at him because like they were uncomfortable, yeah. he'd be like, "What you laughing at?" And like his eyes were always crossed, and like he was really. Do you know him? I, I took the train all the time. There was a couple so guys I got to know him. Yeah, I think really so. Know. I mean, celebs. there's a bunch celebs. of crazy. Yeah, there's a bunch of crazy celebs. Like when I lived on the East Side, <laughs> the guy so with no legs that like walks with just his hands, who was in that movie, who was Whoa. in Kids. Oh my god, he's famous. Yeah, he's he was on. I would see him regularly. The guy who was like, I'm blind in both eyes, and he had like long dreads. He's oh, a- oh, I've seen him. He's actually not blind in both <gasps> eyes he Can't when he gets him. he lives in my neighborhood so he'd get off the train and his one eye would just open straight up <gasps> oh, and he'd be asshole. like and he always knew who i was so he would like do this thing where he'd walk by me and go mm, smells nice in here and that was like our what? thing where he'd be like he'd be like i know you're on the train so i'm not gonna bug you for anything and he would like um. go beyond me and let's do his speech um, then there was the lady who always had a baby with her but yeah. she didn't look homeless and she was just like i need I need milk money. I need money for milk for my baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. There may be a couple of those. Yeah. I'm sure there's a couple of those. Yeah. Um, there was the Mexican magician. On oh, the I just had the mariachi Brooklyn. band. Oh, the mariachi band. fucking 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> what about the like really old white guy that did white face clown? And he would just like shuffle in and like oh, oh, he was yeah. super freaky, but he would do these all, all these little delicate magic tricks. And you would just be like. <laughs> But I was on the train once on the six, and he came on. And this guy, he was all tough. He was like t- talking tough, and he had two of his girlfriends there, and they were like laughing and having a good time. This clown rolls on, and he just goes ah! and like jumps up and like runs off the train, and then like circles back around because he was just terrified. <laughs> he was scared of, of the clown. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean. 
but you oh. like get used to that. Yes. Like, that mm-hmm. shit is not like right now. I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, that would happen all the time. And you just be like, Ugh, put my headphones in, you know, right. yeah. like, ignore it. I, that, that was when I was like, oh, I think you're over this because you would see all that shit happen. And at first you were like, oh, and now you're not affected. You're That's affected the worst part. It. That's when you're like, yeah. what is happening to me? Cause you just are becoming yeah um, yeah or like desensitized decent yes and or like like i walked out of the subway car with a bunch of people and a man just fell over and looked like he was dead and i was like oh my god this man is like like he needs help and people literally just walking as it walking over him as oh if he is god. a hindrance like he's annoying them, was he, that they was have he to doing go around no he passed out and eventually i like lo- locked eyes with this other guy and i was like we need to do something and oh, then yeah, he was like, actually, yeah they called someone and people whatever, w- yeah. went over him oh plenty of people yeah wow. i mean there were a couple decent people that were like yeah. but like some people had to go to work i mean i don't know that shit yeah. happens so much where you're just like oh that sucks yeah and you or like of- when people would commit suicide in front of the train like that God, remember damn it. Yeah. i don't yeah. i can't remember this guy's name but he's an improviser he was in the new york scene um i can't remember his name but i think i interned with him and he said that he was scarred because he saw someone jump in front of Jesus the train Christ. and saw the whole thing he's like it's haunted me ever since well Ugh. And then I feel like I remember being like, ugh, like I'm late because someone killed themselves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh okay, and they say it's like a fire or something, right. but you know. Yeah, yeah, but then, right. yeah, and then you, yeah. And also, or if someone like gets sick on a train, you're like, God, you know, they're ruining my day. You yeah, know? but like get it together. But also it is an inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. could you not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. How I mean, interesting though, right? That we like, we got so neutralized and so desensitized, but we were still doing comedy. Yeah. Where we would have to react. Yeah. So it was almost like we were doing that to be able to react right. still to things. But it still felt very foreign when we would do it. Yeah. In New York, mm-hmm. like here, I feel like reacting is like I've I've regained it again. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I'm reacting to you screaming. Sure. Yes. A normal person would do that. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. So you like, I mean? just like real human. You kind like, of become yeah. robotic. You have a reaction to yeah. it. You go yeah. on autopilot there. You're just like, mm-hmm. yeah. And like mm-hmm. you, when you're in the, because I think it's like a, um, uh, what is it? Not self-help mechanism. What am I trying to say? Uh, oh, defense, defense mechanism. mechanism. Like to shut all of it out. So like when you're walking through these crowds and that, that's giving you anxiety and you, or it's too hot or it's, there's buildings are taking you over or whatever. You have to just be like, none of this is here. Because I like you're gonna you're not gonna get from A to B mm-hmm. if you think about everything that's happening. I think that's what like really fucked me up. It's because I I like you said like you feel felt everybody's pain or whatever they were thinking and like yeah, yeah you can you it is palpable mm-hmm. and like and then you're like I hear this noise and like the noise is just like really really got to me. The smells really got me to too. me and like did the buildings start to look yeah. like this to yes. you guys? Oh yeah, me like too. they were coming in on you. Yeah, and when I explain that to people, they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it just, they were no longer straight. They were yeah. coming at me. And the, wow, yeah, and that's interesting. You. I wonder if that's a perception. I Well, and it, the other thing is, is I did go to, th- okay, this is something I wanted to bring up too. And then I want to talk about the, the comedy scene too, because yeah. there's, yeah. you know, but um, f- I, I don't, f- I, I want to say clearly, I don't feel like an asshole at all for leaving. I'm glad I left. It was the right decision for me. Um, but. I think that I also had some stuff going on personally, like family stuff going on at the same time. So that's it's hard to be away from your family. It's hard to be in like a city like that where you don't have as much support. So sometimes I wonder if it was the time of my life too that like it coincided with hating New York. Um, but I went to see a therapist and uh, just to deal with some of the stuff going on. And they one of the first things they said to me was, 
um, have you considered leaving New York? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, every day, but I don't have the money to move. So, um, and he's like, yeah, cause then you get stuck there cause it's so expensive and you, you're trapped. <clears throat> but anyway, I, uh, I was talking to him and, and he was like, um, yeah, I would just say people that are feeling this way, you know, like whatever. And I mean, he, I also went on Sertraline, thank God, Zoloft, Ooh. antidepressant. But, um, he was like, I would recommend leaving. Um, a city like this because it can be really toxic for certain people and if you don't take that as like um like a weakness like oh I can't handle it if you just accept that like maybe for for me at least I was done I was mm. done there I had did done my thing and like for my it was weird just to hear a psychiatrist say for your personal health yeah. you might want to move yeah. I, I, I like, thought that was interesting that actually really resonates with me because I think I do a lot of like comparisons with other people and like people who who do thrive in New York or who like who like being there um I I I constantly be like why don't you like why mm-hmm. do you hate it so much for me you know and yeah. like if they can do it why can't I do it and like why did I why can't yeah I make success here when when they can I mean I am not in their brain and I don't talk to them and like I don't know how hard it is for them or whatever if it is right or some people like thrive and it's not good for like you or me or Amy you know it's like this well, is or we were there for a while I mean sure. you were there for twenty years yeah. we were both yeah. there for about five I mean sometimes you just get ready to you get ready to move on and I mean right. it's not like we moved to back home even like yeah. we moved to another city yeah. where there's shit going on we right. can also i mean la it's not like it's oh. utopia like yeah, there's right. stuff about la you know the traffic and like oh, some i almost solid amount of dumb people out sure here. but you know i mean yeah I, I yeah i mean i guess for me it was personal that's what it, yeah yeah i was like i'm ready to leave yeah me too yeah and i think that that i yeah i don't know why that's like really resonating with me right now but i'm like yeah, yeah i mean because i think that i don't understand why why I wanted to leave like why I because I feel like a failure all the time and I remember I was talking to my therapist here and I was like I just feel like I gave up and I quit and that feels so bad and she's like well you can always start over again <laughs> like the yeah. same thing or in somewhere else but like you can always do your thing here you could just also if you're feeling anxiety you can be in your own car and not have to be rubbing up against a homeless person masturbating oh, right. it's so nice put that ac nice. on ex- exactly how you want it listen yeah. to whatever you want or yep. listen to fucking silence mm-hmm. but like okay wait, sorry i, I, I love I, driving i, I miss driving like, me too keep, keep harping on this but like okay so I feel like I give up when it gets too hard. And this is what New York represents to me because it got too hard. And so I feel bad for leaving because I'm like, it got too hard. And you said, I can't do this. I don't like work is how I feel. Hmm. But maybe you hustled. Yeah. Yeah. You You were working. And I always was nervous for her. Like as a bartender, (laughs) I was always just so nervous because I knew what bars were like in New York Mm -hmm. and I knew where you worked. And I was like, God, like she must have to really deal with a lot of, fucking assholes you know yeah Yeah. but I knew you could like handle yourself but for some reason I was like when you would post stuff like hey I'm gonna be at work all day today like you guys should stop by I'd always be like oh I I should (laughs) check on her like I would I would always just be really because like for me like when I worked I worked with children like the whole time I was in New York um or with improvisers so I wasn't around really like Uh, oh like that seedy kind of scene not saying it's all seedy but right restaurant industry right right so it's like I kind of I had like romantic type jobs yeah wait so what did you do what did you do with kids 
So I made films with five-year-olds. So uh, they would come Amy's up with an ideas and um, we would storyboard it out and we would have production meetings every day and Ugh. everybody in the class would have their own film and they'd cast it within the class. And That's so cute. Uh, yeah. So we, I made hundreds of hundreds of movies with children. That's fun. Was that like a yeah. full-time job or was that a company? Or That what? was after school program at a public school in Manhattan. Oh, that's Because cool. you also made money. Well, I taught, yeah, yeah, I taught an, imp- I was an improv teacher as well. Right. Like I okay. taught my own classes independently. Right. So, yeah. so yeah, let's get into that. So like, okay. that's why you moved there, right? That's why you moved to New York, I'm guessing. I moved there to finish my last year at college. Oh. Because I was 21 and I had one more year to go. Okay. So I got a scholarship at Marymount Manhattan Performing Arts. Uh-huh. Mm. I thought I was moving there to be an actor, mm-hmm. and um, I got a directing degree instead. Oh, interesting. Um, and then started working uh, in experimental theater. I worked with um, at the Ontological Hysteric Theater with uh, Richard Foreman, and then cool. worked with Charles Bush on um, a show of his called Shanghai Moon, and then I found comedy and started doing that. Because you started UCB, like, wasn't your teacher Amy Poehler? Like 2001. Like, yeah. No, my first teacher was Armando Diaz. Oh, right, yeah. But when was, I was still teaching there. Was I mean, you were like in the but you were in the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in a sh- I was in a show. I was on a team with Amy uh called Wicked Fucking Queer, right, yeah. which we would only perform once or twice a year, but usually just once at the Del Close Marathon. Oh, um, oh wow. But yeah, I was in the old space, the space that was on 23rd Street. Um, and I was there, I like right when she got on SNL, I came in. So, and like we had similar hair and people would come in and be like, oh, I see you. And it makes me miss Amy. Oh, and I'm like, oh, but you know, <laughs> Sorry, uh, like okay. You know, yeah. uh, I say that. <laughs> yeah. I was like 23. I started there in 2001. And then um, stay there until I left. So, so how, what are your thoughts on um, comedy? I guess just in like out here versus New York, and then yeah. like how did you feel about the improv scene there? And like I guess why did you come out here? Um, I came out here because uh, I had been here before when I lived in California for school. Okay. Um, and when I came to LA, I was like there was this vibe that everything was five years behind. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense? Yes. Like yes. even the fashion at the yes. time, like five years behind. Yeah. And I'm that like, that's so funny. interesting. Even, yeah. And so when I was thinking about moving, I was like, where do I move? Do you know, should we go to Chicago? Should we go to, you know? Um, and I'm like, you know what? I was doing great five years ago in New York with my teaching and stuff. I'm like, I wonder if like we move there, it'll feel like <laughs> five, five years, years ago, yeah. yeah, which it is crazy. Wow. It totally is like the stuff people were like into form wise or like bad habits they had and stuff five years ago in New York are like here living live now, you know, Amy, that the makes indie me feel scene, so good. the indie scene starting to pick back up again here yeah like big time is it yeah i i make almost two grand a month off coaching wow improv. oh my god nuts because That's awesome yeah it's like because i'll have rich. people come here i'm <laughs> yeah. rich no i'm not uh but people come to my house yeah that's a thing out here that's not a big thing in new york like living room well okay I, did, I used to rehearse in your room <laughs> but yeah that's because that's i was room. a recluse and i made yeah. people come I, I made my duo teams come so it was it cheaper was so and then your cat would watch it, it was adorable oh, yeah my cat. oh R.I.P. love okay. oh sorry anyway sorry he's gone um oh no, but okay so it's five years behind and you know what that makes me feel good because I feel like I'm like, what have I done? And like, I, I, yeah, 
Reset. I can, I can reset. Reset button. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. a time warp. Wow. Yeah. That makes me want to be on the indie scene again. Yeah. Well, the indie scene's starting to crank back up again. It yeah. really is. So oh, yeah. I think that's good. The problem I think with here versus New York is it's not as easily accessible yeah. to just bop around and go to shows. Right. And be supportive. So you really have to actively set plans to go to these shows. Yes. And yeah. So there's not a lot of that community camaraderie thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like within the indie scene, it's starting to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like Zach went to a Halloween party the other day that was all Billy Merritt workshop people. Oh, yeah. So like they're all just starting to like hang out and get together and do stuff together. Nice. Which I'm like, that's great. Yeah. I do feel like that's what I miss about New York is the community feeling. And I didn't yeah. hop into the community here. Um, and like. I, I, we tried. I yeah yeah we I tried. yeah that's true we did try. we went to that gift exchange oh, where so my person up. didn't show up oh yeah wait what there was a there was a adorable little like Christmas UCB uh, gift, gift exchange yeah oh. in New York or here here, here. oh you tried it here oh get it but yeah we just didn't really fit in I guess no you fit in I did not it was it just felt weird because we didn't know anybody really uh-huh. yeah and it felt very small compared to like what an indie kind of get together would have felt right. like. And then I didn't, the person who was supposed to show up to give me my gift didn't show up. So, <laughs> so I was l- the only person yeah. there that did not get a gift. Right. And like nobody I felt kind of yeah. shitty and like no one knew who I was. And it's not like I don't, I need people to know who the fuck I am. But people but who knew who you just, were in New York. Everybody knew who you were in New York. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That was kind of like, that was the hardest part about leaving New yeah. York was this idea that I didn't need to be famous or have fame because I had this like very tiny bit of fame Mm. like I could get on a subway and be reading or doing something and someone would come up to me and be like I saw you on a show and like yeah yeah, like oh cool or you'd be walking down the street going to champions and you'd pass by three improvisers you know and you'd just be like hey hey how you doing great great and that was it yeah small little interactions which I loved like tiny doses I don't have time to have full conversations with people oh yeah. yeah so New York for me was heaven yeah um in that way but then here, I really like it as well because it's like I don't have to see anyone ever if I don't want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. And I love that. Yeah. But I also like this idea of like setting plans and like having a night or a couple of hours with a friend to hang out. Like I really I, – I love that. I, yeah. I enjoy that about it. I do too. Yeah. I guess – yeah, I guess in like – with the we're talking about the community thing like there's there's a couple of theaters here but it's hard to you kind of have to um commit to one I feel like here more like I mean I think it'd be really fun to get into iOS because they have a bar it seems like it's yeah. fun and then like I haven't really been to West Side Comedy Club because it's kind of far you know yeah but like that sucks so that's a, that why we don't go out there we should go because it's kind of by your work um yeah and give then, you guys tickets yeah cool I mean um, definitely go shout out to shows. West Side Comedy Club there we go. um and then yeah, and like at UCB here, there's no like drinking. It's like, I don't know. That's like yeah. for me to be like, there's no drinking. But no, it's but it's true. Yeah, because yeah. they had like the Beast where you had, or what is yeah, it called? Yeah, the Bar. Hot Girls Club or whatever it's called. Hot Chicks Room. Hot Chicks Room, yeah, where you could like drink. And that yeah, there was more of like a, hey, let's all, we have the same thing in common. Let's talk about it. But there's no real place to do that here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then you have to drive. Right. I always felt on the outside of UCB though. I yeah, never, oh, me too. But personally, I never felt like I belonged there. Oh, me neither. Oh. Yeah. Even though I was. <laughs> Even though you were. Oh, yes. that's just the general feeling. Then. Yeah, you'll, I mean, almost everybody will say that to you. I had this exact same conversation with Will Hines once where I was just like, I just want to be a part of it all. Yeah. Um, and he goes, me too. Wow. And yeah. I'm like, Whew. Will Hines is like Whoa. one of the, what is he? he artistic? No. Well, no, he was, he was, he was the uh, person in charge of the school. 
Oh, got it. At, in New okay. York, and he moved out here, and now he, I don't think he does anything formal out here. He might teach. All right, well. Yeah. You know, and so do you feel like an asshole for leaving because you had established this stuff yeah, I f- in in New York, I feel like I had a collection of people who didn't feel like they fit in at UCB or the Pit or the Magnet mm-hmm. or Reckless or the Annoyance. Um, so, like, I was like the queen of like I can't get past level four. Like, I just want to do advanced study. So everybody would always be like, "You got to go take a Kronf class," and so. Um, cool. I had built up, I mean, for like 10 full years, I was teaching two classes a weekend, like Saturday and my Saturdays and Sundays were like I was teaching and I had this whole army of people, but I was still associated with all the, like I had like, I would have four magnet people, three pit people, four UCB people. So it was this, I I felt like I was bringing people together in a way that no one else really was. Um, And... I was like this stronghold because people like I hadn't been on a Herald team since like, I don't know, 2007 or six, Mm. six, I think. Um, So it was like and then so when I started Indie Cage Match, I'm like, no one's going to know who the fuck I am, you know. Uh, But I was I was wrong. Like there people knew me because I was like so that was like my process of like I had Indie Cage Match and I had my independent classes so I was this like underground teacher yeah. that if you found me it was cool and like um so when I left I feel like people felt like uh well if she leaves why the fuck am I still here uh, mm-hmm. so I felt really guilty about that interesting yeah because you were kind of the bolt that was like holding all these different yeah. I was Screws. shocked when I don't you told that. me you were moving here everybody I was like I wow. thought you were New York ride or die that's what everybody thought yeah but I like this LA Amy right yeah I'm like <laughs> I feel like I, I can be more myself like because because people would be like you garden and I'll be like before <laughs> I moved here <laughs> yeah yeah like I did lots of shit like this yeah. you know like I I don't know. I've always been obsessed with the beach. So it's like now I get to go to like all these different types of beaches all the time. Yeah. Like, have you been to Paradise Cove? No. <gasps> you must go to Paradise okay. Cove. Okay. It sounds made Malibu. up. Oh, I, <laughs> I love Malibu. I went to Point Doom and oh, I've been okay. to Catalina. If nice. you haven't been there, you should go. Yeah, I got to go to Catalina. That's great. Uh, but you can go, there's like a place you can park in like a restaurant and stuff, but then you walk along and you just, you'll see random famous people like oh. just walk on the beach, hanging out. Uh, but besides that, oops, besides that, it's just like gorgeous. That That's the thing about New, or I mean about California. I, I can't get over the beauty oh that, that this coast has. Yeah. I'm like, how is this America? Right? It's like, we have gorgeous. Mountains. We have like, mountains and the beach in the same nuts. view. Yeah. I'm yeah. from Seattle, so it's kind of just like who cares. You're like whatever. Yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. No, we also have a lot of fumes and pollution, but like, yeah. in the you know, when you're looking out, it is gorgeous, and like the hikes and stuff. That's what I like about it. Oh yeah, I, I was just thinking I should. Well, we'll link up after because I got I got <laughs> to this point in 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 performing at UCB. Like I got up all the advanced study things. Like I got I did sketch and improv all to the highest level. Not like I mean that's not a big deal. Not. <laughs> bragging but i got to the point where i was like i don't know what else to do right and then i just kind of 
didn't do anything else yeah isn't that stupid no. maybe we'll talk about it later not yeah. even just with ucb just I in think general just like what else spend, can i be doing spend yeah. another hour just really getting into like it's, have amy sign us up for a couple of classes <laughs> go to yeah. west side comedy uh, but, <laughs> no, just, but wait ride amy's before we go, um i want amy is doing something really really cool yes and, oh yes and oh yeah well, let's it? yeah um right. so she uh is it invented a game <laughs> Right? Well, I'll let you describe I it. Co-created this co-created. game with Dennis. Well, okay, wait. wait go. Hold. Yeah, say it in the mic. I co-created this game. <laughs> ah, sexiest voice in America. It's kind of creepy, not sexy. <laughs> with Dennis Avalon. Oh, now that one's a little constipated. Yeah. Uh, so it's called Humans Being, and it's an improv card game. And mm. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, so it's long form. And basically, I'll show you open it. It is decks. so fun. Rosie's played it. I we, she played it live on our, we did like a Kickstarter live uh, feed video thing. Cool. Um, I brought it actually because I'm going down to Anaheim to coach this team and they wanted me to bring it. So. And, and Okay, it's called Humans Being. Mm-hmm. Correct. And where can they get it? Yeah, where can they get it? They can, right now you can go to humansbeingcardgame.com. Okay. And there's a button that says order now. Yeah. And you can just buy it through that and we'll send it to you. Or you can wait for it on Amazon. Fun. Um, I don't know why the cards are all jacked up right now. But anyways, so this is like a, the blue card goes in the middle. It's a stack of blue cards. You see how there's a, uh, in parentheses, that's what you would ask the other team for. Read it. An average guy is conducting. Oh, so don't read it yet. Read just what's in the parentheses. Oh, 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 sorry. uh, Risque profession. Oh, you asked. Okay, got it. So she needs a risque profession. Give her a risque profession. Um, uh, A prostitute. Great. Now you can read the whole thing. This is the scene. This is your base reality of your scene. Okay. Yeah. And I can read this. Yeah. Okay. An average guy is conducting a Craigslist roommate interview with a prostitute. Prostitute. Yeah. So right. that would be the scene that you and Rosie would do. Amazing. And then Fun. there's eight cards that surround it, eight different decks, and you pick which one uh, you want to do. So if you're really strong with characters, you might pick a character card. Okay. The goal is on your team, you want to collect all eight. So your strategy is however you want it to be. That's the gameplay. Basically, you can use these cards however you want. If you're trying to teach like a group, like today, I might do, um, I might use just the mime, which is object work. So it's like if you have a team that's kind of talky heady, uh-huh. you force them to do these cards. So these would be secret cards. So you guys would do the Craigslist scene, but then say this is like this is your secret card. What does it say? I can read it. Yeah, because you know yeah. you are playing a <laughs> game of cards with your partner throughout the scene. Right. So that's what you have to mime the entire time. And she, at the end of the scene, is going to have to try to guess what you were doing gotcha. within this category. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I wouldn't announce it. Right. The right. only reason okay. I did is cause, so because so that everyone would. can understand. And we're going to put pictures of this up on our Instagram oh, and, and on our stories link. and stuff, too. So And then we can we can link to where to find it. Cool. Um, so, yeah. So check it out so you can see more of what Amy's talking about. But that looks like it's, a fun game I want to play right now. It's such a fun game. You do not need to be an improviser nope. whatsoever. And that's what the great part about it is, is that, like, it, it helps you gives you all like it gives you the character gives you the scene it gives you this and like and what is it it's like a minute that you do the scene or no, like 90 seconds 90 seconds yeah a minute and a half oh um and so yeah you can play with anybody um it's That's it's fun. like the new like charades but like i don't know better you yeah know, and probably yeah actually very funny it's it's it was so fun and funny like and i i mean i was in my head about improv for a long time and then i played it and i was like oh my god like that's what i was thinking because yeah. like and the stuff that i do need to work on that aren't my strengths that looks like a fun way to yeah, figure it it's, out it's a great yeah 
teaching tool too because like you can use all those things to help people like you said work on those things yeah because then if she was like if you were doing something else and you weren't consistently playing cards with her she might go veer towards something else and guess something else and you'd be like well I guess I could have executed that right better better and I don't have to be so coy about it you know yeah Uh, it's for small markets it's for people who are like in the middle of nowhere with no theater around them and no training they can like you know get this box get a few people together and train and that's so play I I found that some of the people that had no idea even what improv was were some of the funniest people ever and I feel like this would be a great game they'd be like oh I don't I'm a lawyer but like this is really fun yeah Yeah. if you're looking for something to get someone for Christmas cool what's it called again humans being humans being so fun Amy Gerlich thank you so much for coming on thanks ladies I I feel like I could talk about New York and such so, a forever and balls and masturbating and shit <laughs> on the subway <laughs> Ugh, and rats on your fucking head. That yeah. is one of the best stories. Well, of New York. I, I, I will. Can I finish one yeah, last story? Please, please do. So my first week there uh, of living in New York, I had I was sitting on the subway and I was reading headphones in. Right, the whole thing and like these women across from me started getting up and moving. All of a sudden, I start feeling like heat <laughs> next to my face, and I turn like this, and there's just a dick. oh like like he was trying to put his dick inside my ear and i like turned and it was like i was like cross-eyed because it was so close and he was and i was like oh (laughs) and it was hard oh yeah and and he just yelled at he had like a giant newspaper in front of him and he just like he was like and then so as soon as i screamed he like freaked out and like ran off the subway oh because otherwise he didn't know that that was fucking creepy Why do people masturbate oh. in public? They're so much. And so frequently know. in New York. Yeah. Oh my, that, I can't. You know what? So, it was almost at your cheek. Yeah, it was like, it was like. In your ear. So it's like, as I turn, it could so have like, it could have like grazed my lips. I was going to say this, and I know that we're like done with this episode, <laughs> but like, I think it just is because, like you said, we're desensitized, but also those things become acceptable and also like. Gross. Endearing. Yeah, but right, yeah. but you, you're like. Oh, New York. I had a dick in my like yeah. almost right. in my mouth. Oh, you haven't had a dick in your <laughs> mouth. Oh, Come on, so guys. Cute. Yeah, a, a rat ran up. Or like oh. when you start thinking like when uh, oh. the the rats are like pushing b- batteries and like the weird like disgusting sludge that's like oh. in the subway. And you're like, oh, and then that's yes. when you're like, we, we, we got to go. Yeah. yeah. When we named George the mouse because we realized there was nothing we could do about him because we couldn't find him, and then when I didn't want to kill him with the sticky thing and like have them eat yeah. themselves yeah. so we just decided and I was like that's, that's another reason to go uh, yeah. really there's I think here. Yeah. In, roaches in, though holy shit have you seen the roaches here I have not they're like gold's gym workout roaches so they're they like, like water bugs I guess yeah, they, they like call that? them like palmetto bugs to make them sound cuter they're no, disgusting and they're huge oh I haven't seen fly. those I'm in Burbank, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe you don't have, we have Hollywood roaches here. Oh. <laughs> They're all cracked out. In conclusion, am I an asshole for leaving New York? No, you do you, friend. You know no, what I mean? I, absolutely not. Stay, if you love New York, fucking stay there. Yeah. If you, if you, if you hate it, it's okay to leave. It's okay yeah, to leave. Yeah, it's okay to leave. It's yeah. okay to bounce around. It's okay yeah. to come out here for a year and go then back. go back. Mm. Yeah, and don't feel like you're, um, you have to stay there for anyone or oh. anything. Yeah. You do you do you like you said like mm-hmm. you have to feel like you're getting your best quality of life. Yeah. And at 41 I was done. Yeah. And I was like I don't want to die here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't. Like, with a rat on your head and a yeah. dick in your face, oh. right? That's not an unwanted dick. I right. Mean, you oh, know, a nice not, dick. I mean, oh. Please, yeah. yeah. One that you want and love. <laughs> yeah. Could be a beautiful way to die. Yeah, I got to find one at home. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
she has one. So. Yeah. She have one. No yeah. Way. So she just didn't want that, um, guys. Shout out to Zach Roland. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yay. Thank you so much, Amy. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Thanks for Thanks. listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Am I an Asshole? Yay. Again, if you like what you heard, please like us on iTunes and subscribe to us and leave us a review, five stars, whatever you can. It really helps us out. You can also follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. Am I an Asshole Podcast. Um, thank you so much to our guest, Amy Gerlich. Mm-hmm. You can follow her on Instagram, Amy Girl, A M E Y G I R L. Yay. Um, thank you also to our wonderful producer, Jonathan Coulomb, mm-hmm. and our graphic designer. Patrick Jones. Jones. And um, Jackie, thank you. Um, Rosie, thank you. Um, and Rosie, thank you. And Donnie, thank you. Um, uh, also, shout out to Humans Being. You could follow that on Instagram too for the game. Um, hashtag if you play it. Um, cool. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.